the usual suspects. The usual suspects. Mr. Fox and Abstract Sagittarius. Welcome to the usual suspects. I'm Mr. Fox. The Abstract Sagittarius. He was so animated. <laughs> and we are here. At the coffee's kicking in, so. <laughs> I don't know what direction this may go, but it's going. <coughs> We're back That's with cool. another episode, folks. Um, so I've been busy over the weekend. You know, Anchor took away my ability to put ads in my episodes. So I was like, fuck y'all, I'm going to make my own episodes. I mean, own ads. So we, we've, been, we've started doing that. Um, I even started writing some skits. I don't know where this came from. Where I'm just writing skits. Who do you think I am, Dave Chappelle? Lord have mercy. I can only imagine. Um. So, is there anything on your plate you want to talk about, uh, my gracious co-host? Mm-hmm. You can start it off. We'll see where it goes from there. Listen. All right. Hold on. Got too many things going on over here. Just got to go off. Okay. I'm just vibrating all over the place, and I don't like it. <laughs> well. Too much going on. Well, well, well. Well, I just dropped a new episode on the main podcast uh, talking about stuff, and I don't really want to replicate it. I mean, I understand. what have you heard? So, hmm. So, what have you heard? What's been going on? What do you have that you want to, like, discuss? What bothers you? Anything like that? What bothers me? <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to start off with what bothers <laughs> Let's not do that. No. So, tell me, I know you watched the um, TLC documentary last night. Yes. I had to record it, so I'm planning on watching it today. So... How is that? Because I, I think I, I, I came in on the end of the movie that they did for them. The TV and movie? I remember, yeah, that Lifetime did. And I remember when it came out, I enjoyed it. I still yeah. even looked at it now and was like, like, little mama playing left eye. Like, I don't know. It it still weirded me out because it was hard to tell the difference between them two sometimes. She played the fuck out that role. Like, played the fuck out that role. Attitude, mannerisms, look, everything. Like, yeah. So, and unfortunately, I had to do the adulting thing, so I missed the documentary afterwards. So, the documentary was two things. Um, mm-hmm. It was documenting their road to performing at Glastonbury back in 2021 okay. um, with their current manager, who I didn't know has been their manager since 1996. Wow. Yeah, so like between Crazy Sexy Cool and Fan Mail, which was like, a really rough time. Um, mm-hmm. He's been he's been their manager, um, essentially their manager since they fired Pebbles. 
because there was a time that they didn't have a manager. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he came to the picture somehow. So there's that piece. And then there's also looking back, like they started where they started from the beginning. Um, how did Tion come into the, to the picture? Like she moved down to Atlanta, um, was already tight with Rico Wade, who's one third organized noise. Um, mm-hmm. He, she was like the, the girl in the hair salon that was like edgy and kind of stayed to herself, but people liked it. Um, at some point, word spread around town that um, it wasn't Pebbles at first, I was looking for a girl, it was um, through the grapevine, they were, they were trying to get a girl group together um, that was the opposite of, I think, not immature, but it was, it was BBD, sorry. So mm-hmm. they wanted a female version of BBD. Um, so around the same time, Lisa moved to Atlanta with only like $500. Mm-hmm. Um, so individually, they, you know, Chili and T-Boz got to talk about their beginnings. And then, you know, whatever left I had said in previous interviews and stuff was also mm-hmm. added. And it was okay. just, it tripped me out because it's like, it still sounds like she's here. Yeah. Um, so, you know, they talk about, you know, hiring or, you know, they talked about the whole crystal thing, um, how they essentially had to go and kick crystal out of her own group. Um, they talked about how, you know, parts of organized noise had heard about Chili. Chili was this dancer and was like kind of doing stuff um, for the label, you know, being a backup dancer. And they just put the three girls together. And then, mm-hmm. you know, Pebbles came in and, you know, they did the album. And all that happened within like, a year over the course mm-hmm. of a year, right? So, you know, there wasn't a lot of new stuff, um, but there was also stuff in there that you didn't pick up in the movie or you didn't pick up in the behind the music. So, okay. for example, I thought Chili had Tron during the Crazy Sexy Cool era. Like, I thought Tron was her first pregnancy, but Tron actually was not. Chili's first pregnancy. Mm. Um, and she had Tron around the fan mail era. Okay. Um, so I was like, oh, okay. So left uh not left eye, Chili and Dallas have been on and off for a while. Right. Um, it wasn't until after she had Tron that she realized, yeah, this isn't working how right. it should. Yeah. Mm. Um but they still had to work with him, you know, under contract, you know, for fan mail and stuff. Um, right. 
you know, they went over, you know, left eyes, whole burning down the house and stuff. And they, you know, the bankruptcy and how they made so much money for the label, but only walked away with $50,000. So they kind of revisited or probably went into more detail of some of the stuff that they talked about in that first. Remember that interview that they did for MTV? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's um, is Yeah, so but also around that time they Andre loaned them money. So even though Andre left out were going through that whole thing after the fire and everything, he mm. was still paying Left Eye's court costs. Right. But also had loaned Tion and Chili like ten thousand dollars. Mm. Um, so they go into you know the managers there throughout the whole documentary and they interview him and stuff and he was saying that like towards like between Crazy Sexy Cool through fan mail Lisa was starting to become more difficult she felt like her voice wasn't being heard her ideas weren't being supported and um she started to rebel. Well, that was nothing new. But um, at some point, you know, it goes into like when they all went kind of solo in a way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, Tian got married, had had Chase, um, Chili, you know, dedicated herself to motherhood and left eye started to do her solo album, um, which didn't come out until after she passed. And then, of course, they they go into left eyes passing. Mm-hmm. Um which how she died bothers, still bothers me because it's like man, eight or nine people in an SUV, right? Nobody was Listen. wearing seatbelts. And she's the only one that passes away. I mean, like, I don't know how else I to remember, say it, but like I'm like, that bothers me. I remember watching the documentary for it. Yeah, the last days of Left Eye. Man, listen, and to this day, that shit still fucks me up. Like, I still remember it vividly. And I think, like, when it happened, it hit hard, but it didn't hit as hard until you actually saw it. And everything that led up to it and everything that happened after it was just like yo it wasn't just like this car accident to just so it like nah this was something different and it just always left this i don't know this feeling over me it just i mm. shit um. <laughs> Yeah, like watching that documentary, you're literally watching it unfold in front of you. Like, yeah, had she not hit the little boy, had things turned out different? What have things? Mm-hmm. Would things have what turned if out different? Have, yep. If or you know, or some like thing, his the shoes, right? Um, um, especially coming being in that 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 spiritual place like she 
she understood. You know what I'm saying? And also understanding what items can hold on to right. on a spiritual level. You know what I'm saying? And I, it was just like the shoes, <laughs> just holding on to the shoes just made it different. And then I even remember when like the story first came out and they mentioned the boy and they were saying like she saw the boy right it was like people called bullshit you know what i'm saying they doubted the story they know like it was one of them type things where just like for whatever reason people couldn't fathom the idea of it being true until they saw that damn documentary and i was like wow like there was no exaggeration even like when you listen to her reaction but right before it happens. Like there's nothing you can say to deny what she experienced and what she saw. Like you can't make that shit up. Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? I'm listening. I'm looking at the screen. I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> Just staring. <laughs> I'm just engrossed in the story. That like that documentary is some real life final destination shit. Yeah. Um, but they they literally like revisit all the stuff that mm-hmm. they've experienced. And it was wild because it's like for me, even having watched everything about TLC, like I'll never get tired of listening to this story. Um, especially, you know, throughout the documentary, they were visiting their old hangout spots, like the Greenbrier Mall, um, what used to be the the, um, the hair salon she worked at, and the what used to be the fast food place that Chili used to work at, and they would just reminisce on those on those uh, on those times. I was just like, man, I love TLC. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was, it was almost two hours. It oh, was God. like a packed. It was a packed um, thing concert at Glastonbury. Um, but it was it was really good. And um, what else? It was really good. So okay. Um, yeah, I'll make sure that I watch it. I was looking forward to it. But yeah, and um. um I'm looking forward to the, the Mary J. Blige movie also. So I think the only reason why I'm looking forward to it, I I am a little biased against Lifetime. I'm not gonna lie. Um yeah. <laughs> I, I'm glad because I know what that means. No, but okay, because I grew up in a different TLC era when it was the learning channel. You see what I'm saying? And they were doing medical shit and like rescue 911. And it wasn't like what it is now, right? I think when they got into like full blown lifetime movies, it was like, no, nah, this this ain't what I know. <laughs> so I'm a little biased. And they've been I've been seeing little things here and there. Some things I'm absolutely like, no, nah, I'm not watching, but like 
I enjoyed Aaliyah's story. I like the TLC one. Um, I like the Tony Braxton one too. Wendy Williams one was cool. Like the the little move, the 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 bio movies don't be too bad. But I think I, the other reason is because they're involved in the stories, so it's only a certain level of bullshit that's gonna come with it. If that makes sense. I'd rather you give me like like an artist that I'm interested in or somebody's story, even if it's on like Lifetime is like the white version of BET movies to me. So right, but so, yeah, so, <laughs> so it's like I it's only gonna be but so good. But I guess if I had to get it from the people that a story it actually is, then fuck it. I'll take it. <laughs> That's just what it is for me. I guess because there is no trailer, I don't know what direction she's going to take this. Like, everybody she knows is, I love she, Mary J. Blige down, okay? But here's my thing. Mm-hmm. Every time I turn around, she always focuses on that second album. And I'm just like, uh. Well, because, okay, so I think the reason why I don't question it anymore is because, you know, when you when somebody says some things that they adamant about, you kind of just kind of respect that shit. So the documentary that she did on Amazon. Right, about... She my- said... Yeah, and she said that there are things that she absolutely will not talk about. Regardless who acts like she's not telling anybody, she's keeping it to herself. So I think it's just a situation of her telling things that she feels comfortable enough to still speak on. You can still see that she's very reserved about a lot of her experiences and uh, in all honesty, I think she going to be one of them people that nobody is really going to know anything until, you know, her, forgive me for saying it, but once she passes on, that's when people are probably going to come out the woodwork and start telling stories. But as long as she is, if it ain't coming from her, it ain't coming out. It ain't came out now. <laughs> she just, she, she very protective of her experiences and I respect it. So it's like I give me give me what you wanna give me. I'll take it. Cause I've been mean, like, who don't wanna know her story? You don't wanna know her story. From her. I've got listen. I've got the story from her. I've lit. Look, I live through the news interviews where uh, Baby Mary J. Blige in the early nineties was hell. <laughs> she was like, "Whatever you gotta ask me, don't ask me." Mm-hmm. And I said, <laughs> "I really want to find the interview she did with Veronica Webb that I heard was um, quite hostile." But yeah. here's the thing: it's like. I saw the little image that I, sh- I shared it on IG on my story 
the little mm. promo poster thingy. And I'm like, is this supposed to be Mary J. Blige and KC? Is this Mary J. Blige and Nas? Is this Mary J. Blige yeah, and I'm not Case? Sure. Is this Mary J. Blige and Can Do? Like, yeah, I'm. It's not her and Can Do. I know that. <laughs> um, but I did see like little clips and stuff like that. Like they're starting to do a little bit more promotion for it because it popped up for me yesterday, and I was like, okay. Hmm. And is this like going to be a musical? It. No. You <laughs> bring me joy. I don't like it. <laughs> Is she going to do the Mary J. Blige dance? <clears throat> but I was doing um, the Sagamore doing the Mary J. Blige dance. I don't know why he was tired. I think it's a interesting, interesting case, and that's um they both from BMF. Oh, okay. yeah, he played Terry, and she was um she was in the first two seasons. She got killed off. Oops. Um, for anybody who ain't seen it, sorry. Well, this <laughs> but, is social media. Everything is spoiled. <laughs> you don't know by now. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Cause yeah, but yeah. Um, I'll check it out. It comes out what June tenth, which yeah. is this Saturday. Yep. But one trailer I did see, and I'm still kind of. Tickled that she is going to start her own lifetime movie. Who? He should call. I would watch it. June 24th. First I am here for it. I will watch it. I am going to holler. Yeah, so I, um, somebody on TikTok shared the trailer, you know. We were just talking mm-hmm. about spoiler alerts, people sharing everything, so there's no such thing anymore. She, yeah, she is coming out with her own Lifetime movie, and she's starring in it. So, I, I, I'll watch it. Like I like, said, if, as long as the people who life is about is involved in it, then I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. So, yeah, um, we got two Lifetime movies coming out this month. Uh, TLC documentary was cute. I was reliving my whole childhood. We talk about stuff that's coming out this month. I think I got excited real quick, but I think my dates might be wrong. Continue. Excited about what? I've been waiting for uh, Avatar to come on. Disney Plus. Oh. Yeah. You know, I like all the pretty shit. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. I've never seen Avatar. This one or the first one. Come again, say what? So, moving on. Um, <laughs> so, the, the TLC okay. documentary was good. No, I love to see that, um, <coughs> you know, the girl groups from back in the day are still doing the damn thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm sure it's been pretty hard for them the last 20 years without Left Eye. Um, and of course, you know, they talked about in the documentary, Tion's struggles. 
like recent, like far, you know, far beyond having sickle cell. Mm. Um, and you know, her still to this day ending up in the hospital. Um, and there was a point where they found a tumor on her brain and they found mm. something on her cerebellum on the one uh, the one area that affects your balance, your voice, and your sight. <coughs> um, mm-hmm. So when I guess time came to operate, the doctor was like, of the three, which one would you sacrifice? She said, my balance, because I need my voice and my sight as a performer. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has, I have, I didn't see any balance issues, but um, yeah, she she sacrificed her balance. Um, but also wow. uh, the main reason why she's looking a little bit more puffier these days is from all the um, antibiotics and the IVs they put her on through her multiple hospitals days. Wow. And she has something called, it begins with an A, some kind of edema or something like that. It's something real crazy. Um, but she has, a, um, she has a son in addition to Chase, her daughter. Um, and he, he's probably less than five years of age. So she recently had a child. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'll be checking that out. but yeah, go check it out. TLC Forever Lifetime documentary. I streamed yeah. it last night while I was recording. I was like, let me check this out. I watched um, T on the Taylor movie last um, night called A Thousand and One. It's on Peacock right now. Oh, I enjoyed it. I gotta give it to Tiana Taylor since she retired from music, then air quotes. She is Yeah, listen, as a creative director, she's a fucking monster. Yeah, she's helping Summer Walker, which was Yeah, they said her show. She 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 put on a great experience for her show. And I like the new EP that Summer Walker. Oh yeah, it is dope. It's uh, definitely dope. Pull up is my shit. There's another yes. one on there too. I like the whole the whole shit. Just a vibe, yo. It is. It's like a whole. It's just it's a whole vibe. You know she. <laughs> she I love her. her. She and her body <laughs> bag. You um? Did you see her Carisha please interview? A little bit. Um. I, I should go watch it. Yes, you should. <laughs> Definitely should. Um, for her, I, she, I think she, you know, you can tell when she's a little uncomfortable, but, you know, will still go through her commitment. Um, I commend her level of acknowledgement and aware, awareness um, in her situations, because even when she talked about London, um, we know the rocky situation that they went through. Um, 
but like even talking about how they make real good music together, which they do. Um, she just, I love her, <laughs> really do. But yeah, she definitely in her body bag. When you hit that first little pull up and let the seat back, I was like, oh yeah, she, she want her body shit. You can hear it. So I'm happy that she was able to find someone who was able to cater to her comfortability, but still allow her to, you know, step outside of her normal range and give the people what they want. And also, you know, like I said, be in her zone. But I think, um, I think her performance is based on situ like the situation to a degree because I want to say when Over It came out, she did a show and I, they said that the experience was great. Like, and she said she like she one of them type that you can like you know get get a cup of wine, light a blunt, whatever, and just vibe for real for real she's not one of those i'm gonna jump on stage and twerk to my songs and all of that like, extraordinary shit but i think it's because the people are coming to see her like it's for her it's her show it's her comfortability compared to performing on somebody else's platform with their intentions on what they want their show to be, if that makes sense. Okay. So I think that's a part of it also. But Tiana, she she working. She working, working, and I'm here for it. I did hear a little bit of tea, though. I heard allegedly her and homeboy is separated and on the verge of possible divorce. I hope that's not true. I mean, I'm going to say, I guess, depending on what that final straw was, because I wouldn't want anybody to stay in a situation that is toxic or just not functional anymore. You know what I mean? We... You know, we might love to see people together, but we only see them in 60-second intervals <laughs> at a time. We don't really know what's going on. You know what I mean? But right. allegedly, yes, they are separated. And allegedly, she's not letting him see his kids either. So, I don't know. Um, hopefully things are good and it's just because you know she's been busy and wish them the best but Tiana is dope as fuck and outside of saying her do her creative shit with other artists um the movie I would say watch it it's a it's a at like and I didn't expect for it to go the way that it did and I'm not saying that in a bad way like it was just like 
you when it all comes together, you is is like whoa. It's a little deeper than what it appears to be, and it's already a pretty like deep, heavy, you know, story in itself. And not in a bad way. You know what I'm saying? It's not done. It's not bad in any way, shape, or form. It's just... It's a life story, basically. But I I, I enjoyed it. I really did. So, yeah. A Thousand and One is the name of it. So on Peacock, check it out. Tiana keep doing the damn thing. And we'll be back after these messages. <laughs> Hold that thought. Keep your seats tight. We'll be back. Want a podcast that's serious and unserious? Sometimes at the same time. This is the I Refuse podcast. The world isn't coming back. America was never great. And, and Florida and Atlanta are, are currently in competition, competition for the WTF award. award. But at least the I Refuse podcast is here. Get into it. Child. Yes, ceiling fan. <laughs> Say good morning. (laughs) Let me twirl for you. This grandpa, well, that's too damn bad. I hate it. I can't understand how people can sleep with the air conditioning on and the fan. Two fans, two or more fans. I'm like, this must be. Mm -hmm, That's me. All three windows open. Got a fan on one side, my ceiling fan. If it gets too high, I close the windows, turn the air on. Fans still be going. So, oh, yeah, thanks for me. It's menopause. I can't help it. Well, all right, um, Miss Ma'am. So, girl, you want to tell us, uh, give us a story time? Oh, okay. So <laughs> we had last, talked about last episode. We were talking mm-hmm. about ghost kitchens. Yes, and we told the people we were going to say that to the Yeah. So um, I have a friend right now. She's not operational. She um transitioned into another place, but she um and she's been doing it off and on for a while because um. She started off, and I think they're like, it, okay, let me let me give a little backstory. I think everybody in some way, shape, or form has experienced, like, Friday and Saturday, little fish dinner things, whatever, you know, and somebody in their kitchen cook dinners, and, you know, you get your little plate, whatever, you know. So it kind of started off like that. She would do, like, fish fry Fridays. Um, in all honesty, it would just be random for her at first because, first of all, she's a chef and that's what she loved to do. So, if she may be working, but she still has this urge to cook, she would just do random dinners and sell them until whenever it was gone. Um, that eventually branched off into her first storefront. Um, <laughs> But we know how these landlords are in Baltimore City. So it didn't quite manifest the way that it was supposed to. So she started doing um, a ghost kitchen. Um, She started on 
initially just taking um, orders through Instagram and her webpage. Um, then that ended up taking her to wanting to try the store again, um, which she opened up during a pandemic and was successful um, until some other situations came into play and she made a decision to let it go, um, which resulted her back into her ghost kitchen business again. Um, so for those who aren't aware, um, ghost kitchens are pretty much, um, they appear as like a restaurant or a carryout place on DoorDash or Uber Eats or whatever little Grubhub, them, you know, food delivery services. And <clears throat> they can have a full-fledged menu or uh, whatever it is that they, you know, want to have. It could be a partial menu or it can fluctuate throughout the day or each day. Um, and they pretty much cook inside their home and sell their food. Um, she did egg rolls and like pizzas, wings. No, she didn't do wings. She did tenders, pizzas, egg rolls, um, and pasta. She had a limited menu and she rocks the fuck off with you. Like, she has a pretty decent clientele of people who will follow her wherever she go. So um, when she's up and running and, you know, has like her official everything again, I will love to promote her. Um, but I don't want to, there's in there in the middle of changing things. So I can't give out the information until we know exactly <laughs> what it's going to be. So, um, have you gotten anything? Have you done the ghost kitchen experience yet? I have not had the ghost kitchen experience. I'm square mm. as fuck. I mind my business. Don't I, so I stay on the bird app. Anybody that know like the bird app is yes. how I engage with people that are not mm -hmm. here. And you know, I opened it up from time to time, and I saw that ghost kitchens. There was a conversation about it. I was like, the fuck does that mean? I think. And, and I was like, oh, okay. So here, it's so it could be my, because my threshold is, is, I guess, high to where it's mm -hmm. like, I'm not phased by much. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I'm also very sensitive to, a person hustling, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, to the point to where it's like, y'all are up in arms about ghost kitchens, but y'all don't have any problem getting a little fish plates in the parking lot or going to a food truck. Right. I, it, it's one of those type things where I kind of understand it. To me, I think the problem with ghost kitchens is like the equivalent of us having a social security potluck and you know you can't eat everybody's food. <laughs> Man, listen, I remember 
Thank you for bringing that up because I got <laughs> a story for y'all asses. So what? No, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta tell y'all. This is this is raggedy. <laughs> this is raggedy. This is very raggedy. After I I left the mail room, left you know went to OIO right. Mm. There was a potluck that they they had. I don't even remember who it was for, but they had a potluck, and somebody made spaghetti. I got in line to get some spaghetti. First thing I see as soon as I look at the spaghetti is I see hair in the spaghetti. Listen. I skip over the spaghetti. But I I said it out loud. I was like, oh, there's hair in the spaghetti. Didn't think about it. I was like thinking, okay, maybe y'all should be aware. Like, there's hair in the spaghetti. So I skip over the spaghetti. Whatever else is on my plate, I take to the table and I start inspecting it and stuff like that. Here's the thing. Like, I understand that, like, people cook different, use different shit to make the same dish. That's fine. But, baby, what kind of situation you got in your house that you got your own hair in the spaghetti? So, some days go by. And I don't know who made the spaghetti. Okay. Didn't get a name or nothing. I just remember saying, oh, there's hair on the spaghetti. Going to skip over that and go to something else. That's all I said. Oh, mm-hmm. there's hair on the spaghetti. I hate you. That's all I said, right? So time goes on. There is, at the time, there was one girl and one of the other mods on the other side of the building, who anytime we make eye contact, she would have this look on her face. I'm like, the fuck is that from? Anytime, so, she, and anytime I would go to down her aisle to talk to other people, she would just have this look on her face like like her butt was burning or something. I'm like, okay, what's wrong with her? Didn't think anything of Didn't, see, don't get in front of me. I'm sorry, it just, yeah, that's very obvious. She she was pissed with you, Loki. <laughs> See, you putting a cart in front of the horse. So I'm like, okay. Didn't think anything of you know, I don't have to look at somebody directly to know that something's going on. So I'm going, minding my business. You know, there was one time we were at the same lunch table with a group of people. She just had the same look. So she was um, really cool with the wife of a guy that was in my mind. And um, she would come, the wife would come over and see her husband from time to time. And I think Mm. the conversation turned to the food of the potluck. And the wife wife just said, you know, so-and-so, word got back to so-and-so that you were dissing her spaghetti. Ma'am, it was food. It was hair in your shit. That's not a dish. You, you, you said DNA is in. Well, the ho, 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 ho. So she was like, "Oh, you know, where it got back to her that you said her spaghetti was nasty." I didn't say her spaghetti was nasty. I said, "There's oh, there's hair in the spaghetti. That's different than the spaghetti being nasty." I never even put the spaghetti on my plate to taste it. I noticed that there was hair in the spaghetti. Hair in the spaghetti is nasty too. Ma'am, like 
here and there. It's even like, even if this even if the spaghetti was mixed, it didn't come from me. Because there was hair in the spaghetti. There's hair in the spaghetti. Like it never hit my plate. Talking about right now. For me to eat it, to just eat it because because there was hair in the spaghetti in the pot that we're all digging. No, that's all I said, and I didn't run that up the chain of command. I said, "Oh, there's hair in the spaghetti," and went on about my business. Now, whoever heard that, heard it. Heard it. Whatever. But that's not the same thing as me saying her spaghetti was nasty. No, it's not. It's if, I mean, if, if anything, I have food on my plate and it's nasty, I'll just skip over it. But I would never say out my out my mouth, oh, this shit nasty as fuck. And there have been plenty of times in my 41 years of life that I've come across mm-hmm. food, either at a work mm-hmm. function or at yes. my um little wedding party that me and Matt had. Well, I was just like, oh, this is this is something, but I don't make it a big deal. But if there's food in the spaghetti, I'm gonna say, Oh, there's food in the spaghetti. Hair in the spaghetti. There's hair in the spaghetti. <laughs> um, I would be more concerned about that. I would, I would accurately tell her that over her spaghetti was nasty. Right. Because clearly somebody else thought her spaghetti was nasty. It just wasn't me. Because I, the spaghetti never hit my plate. Why? Because there was hair in the spaghetti. But yeah, like. That that was a turning point for me, and then I got to the next agency, and I saw some shit. I was just like, "Why do y'all have Swedish fish on cake?" Okay. White people should. And then okay the for the other at all. Oh uh, well, I see that carcassity, and I raised the carcassity. Oh, so we had again a potluck, right? And I saw a dish. I was like, oh, that looks like, um, what did I think it was? I thought it was one thing, but it was something else. I was like, who does that? Um, mm. It was, I, I thought it was, um, shit, I forget what it was. I thought it was cornbread. I think it was, I thought it was cornbread. But what they did is they took canned corn. Mm-hmm. And squished it into like a paste. Just in a, a tin dish. I'm like, what is this for? What the fuck is the, what are you supposed to do with that? And then I went to some other thing. Uh, was it another, supposed to be a dip? An, another white shindig where <laughs> I thought it was cream cheese on on some toast or something. But it was actually sour cream. I'm like, what? Why? Listen. It's like it's like when you cut into something and it's like something else. I'm like, what is this? Mm -hmm. Ew. Uh But yeah, I was like, oh, it's hair in the spaghetti. Yeah. So. Right. So to, to your point, to your point. Like I can understand why. Like I if it wasn't for the fact that I knew her, I probably wouldn't do it. I probably wouldn't. But 
I do like I, I I've ventured I'm, I'm I'm iffy on food trucks. Like food trucks cool, but I've never gone to one that I was just like so blown away by that I'm into the whole food truck scene. For real, for real. It's probably also because I'm basic as fuck when it comes to food. Um, I don't eat a lot of different shit, so I don't. I've probably been to one food truck. Mm. Um, when I was little, I did the food cart thing, mm. like down downtown in Baltimore. There'd be like little food carts and stuff, and my mother was very much into like kielbasa and like mm-hmm. the hot dog shit and all that stuff. Oh yeah, so, little dirty hot dog carts. Man, shit. listen. <laughs> I'm like, if I could eat that and survive and live to tell y'all about the raggedy <laughs> shit, nothing phases me at this point. Like, do your little ghost kitchens, do your food trucks. Um, yeah. Like, you you really can't, but work potlucks with the white people, like, y'all doing some kind of sorcery in y'all kitchens, y'all cook with y'all cat all up on the counter with the kitty litter in their paws. And Man, stuff. listen, I just watched somebody whole dog crawl into their fucking refrigerator <laughs> like it was their dog house and they closed it in there. Like, what? <sighs> why? Just why? And that's, that'd be the problem. So it's like, but I, I think the popularity comes from I remember it was some years ago there was these two guys who were in rival gangs and decided to come together basically like put beef aside showed it they could get together whatever through mutual interest in cooking both of them went to school for cooking and they started a business as a ghost kitchen. Um, but this was like before Uber Eats and DoorDash and stuff like that really became a thing. So a lot of their clientele came from word of mouth and, you know, phone calls the old school way. You know what I mean? And they did it every day. Um, I think it's the same thing. I think it's, it's, it's just an extended way of doing fucking hood dinners. <laughs> for real, for real. It's just elevated. That's it. It's evolved into something more. Um, and I think it's a, it's a decent alternative to people who may not be able to deal with affording um a food truck and the maintenance that comes with it. So I, I'm like, I'm 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 here for it, and then I have, you know, my reservations. I feel like if I ain't familiar with it or got somebody to vouch for it, then I'm not doing it. But um, I'm not 100% opposed to it. I get it. Um, I'm not either. I just, I personally probably wouldn't. I mean, it's already risky enough as as is, like with DoorDash. And yeah, in general. Yeah. But 
I haven't had an issue, so maybe. But there's really no way of you knowing, really, I don't think. That's in any circumstance, though, when you're dealing with other people preparing your food. Right. Listen, I don't know what be going on out in Woodlawn, <laughs> but can you hear that? No. Good. Just massive hella sirens going off. What I did hear though happened over the weekend is like some sonic boom coming over the Memphis. Say that again. Um so, a sonic boom happened. Ha ironically, I'm on my TV they talking about it. You know what happened? Um, let me find it to me. No, I know what happened. I was just asking if you knew. Um, yeah, yeah. They said a a charter plane flew into um a no fly zone space and supposedly did like a a sudden U turn. So they sent the you know the fighter jets to intercept. And the plane um, supposedly crashed. Wow. Yeah. So the sonic boom you heard was the fighter jets. Wow. <clears throat> I'm not going to say what I think. But, um, yeah. Yeah. <sighs> No. We don't want to open that can of worms up. Yeah, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> we're not going to do that. <laughs> we'll let that one just slide on by. That's the story, and that's all I know. Um, Summer Jam was this weekend. Have you seen any of the performances? Um, Mary Mary brought out Coco Jones. Who? And that's his, and Who that's brought his... out? Coco Jones? Mary Mary. Oh. I like her. I don't know yet. I like her a lot. You don't know her? I said I don't know yet. <laughs> I don't know. I think I well, I think I'm more um in tune to give her music a chance. Um, because like you know she's on Bel Air. She plays Hillary on Bel Air. Oh, I didn't do that. Yes. Um, I like Bella. I think you should check it out. Um, don't go into it looking for it to be like Fresh Prince in any way, shape, or form. There are some familiar like some familiar aspects of it, but just go into it with a completely open mind and you'll enjoy it. The first season was pretty good, the second season was better. So like yeah, and I fucks with her as Hillary. Um yeah, she's she's pretty dope on there. Um, so um her there's a I can't think of the name of the song that popped up on my YouTube like before the Bel Air thing and I really liked the song. Um and then the um what is it, the ICU mm-hmm. song that she has? I like that one too. Um, and I've seen her do 
um, a lot of covers of songs, and I like her voice. I like her. I think she has the potential to be around for a while as long as the industry don't do what they do with most um, melanated artists. So, but I feel like she has that go get in it, and I feel like Belair has the potential to get her maybe a little bit more recognition. Possibly. I don't know, we'll see. Um, who else did you see? That was about it. <laughs> it, wasn't a whole, it wasn't a whole lot. Like, the timeline has mostly been about Renaissance. About who? About Renaissance, the tour. Oh, okay. No, I only, <laughs> I only saw him because, um, I knew Cardi B was supposed to, I guess, like headline in some way, shape, or form. Like she was the, the the main attraction or whatever. And you know, her and Lotto just dropped a remix to Lotto song like three days ago. Ooh, so <laughs> yeah, so the blogs, you know, been having a uh on the performances and shit. Because you know. Have you heard it? No. I'm just how you go listen to it and then you could probably understand the reason why the blogs had their eye on it so much. Um, but I saw a couple of performances. I saw a little, you know, little clips of her performance of um she performed with Lotto and she performed with Glorella. Um who else was there? Lola Brooke was there, Locks was there. Locks board out Scarlet. Um, Remy Ma was there. French Montana brought her out. Man, Summer Jam, it seemed like it was pretty dope. The Roots Festival was this weekend, too. Yeah, the Roots. Oh, that, you know what? That's where Mary Mary brought out COVID. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the food teams? Was that at the Roots Picnic too? Is that where the clip from? <laughs> oh, excuse me. <clears throat> I saw some clip of Lauren Hill. Um, like walking backstage as if she was going out to perform, but it didn't have much contact. So is she was she there? Yeah, all three members were there. <clears throat> and the reviews were that they gave a really good show. So I here's mean, my take. Go to J they better. L- listen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you better perform like it's your last. I'm just like nigga, you about to do 18 years. Like you gone for a, a minute. So yeah. Um and I got that feeling because the clip I saw, they were, uh, Wyclef and Lauren Hill were, um, were, um, were egging him on. Like, like he was more like in the forefront 
mm-hmm. which I've never seen before because it's like, in some ways, Prize is like the third wheel. Yeah. Like, we're not really, like, no disrespect, but we're not looking. Like, we know he's at Prize. there. Right. We're not looking at Prize to, like, blow us away. Yeah. Like, we know you there. <laughs> we understand that the Fuji's is a trio. And we understand that it doesn't feel the same unless all three of y'all are together. Um, but we really want to see why Clef is on there. So, yeah, I was like, um, I saw the little, it was like two or three minutes of them performing. And I don't know if it was Summer Jam. I don't know if it was the other thing, the Roots uh, thing. But they sounded pretty good. But I was just like, yeah, they they know this boy is about to go to jail for a long time. Um, and it's And it's fucked up because... Towards the end, well, towards recently, it came out that he was an FBI informant. So it's like, mm-hmm. you did all that and still got to do a, a lengthy sentence? Oh, you know, when it comes down to you working with the feds and shit like that, and you get caught up in some shit, they abandon you. <laughs> like, like, we don't know this nigga no more. Yeah. So, mm. So that's what I, that was my first thought when I saw the clip. I was like, they better f- perform, right? This nigga about yep. to be gone for almost 20 years. Yeah, give y'all something to remember. Oof. The last thing you don't want to remember is <laughs> he's an informant. <laughs> Let's give him a show. That's what it sounded like to me. So, um,. Good for them, though, I guess. I mean, in a perfect world, we probably would have got one more Fuji's album. But clearly, that's not what happened. I mean, I knew it wasn't going to happen in 2005. But it is what it is. Yep. But yeah, that that was it for the weekend for me. I didn't do nothing this week. It was too fucking hot this weekend. You ain't never lied. I stayed in the house. Uncomfortable. She was stupid. So, me and my son just was in here. We didn't do much. Just chill. He's into watching old horror movies now. Like what? So, it was a Sunday we watched the original Evil Dead. Yeah. Yes. Which was awesome and hilarious at the same damn time. Cause he keeps saying, Can we can we see Evil Dead Rise? And I was like, Yeah, but I felt like it would be disrespectful for me to not introduce you to Evil Dead first. You know what I'm saying? So we did that. So now he want to watch the second one, and then he wants to watch the remake, and then he wants to see Ash versus the Evil Dead. So we're on that road now. Oh, okay. I didn't. I never knew he was this into horror movies because I kind I hate them. <laughs> Not a horror movie fan at all. But I think I kind of created that monster. 
because I kind of did him like my mother did me growing up and like threw him into horror movies at a young age. And the first one that I made him watch was The Exorcist. Like if you could take The Exorcist, you could take anything else after that. <laughs> yeah. So that was my weekend. And I have no intention on really doing much this week either. Chilling. I don't want to. I've been too busy for the past couple weeks. So this week I'm on strike. As you should. Like But it's interesting that you brought up horror because um I read recently that um Robert England, who is Freddy Krueger, will always be Freddy Krueger, is um, not open to reprising the role because he has too many health issues, like arthritis, um, I think like sight issues and mobility issues and stuff. I was Mm -hmm. like, I get it, but it's like that him admitting that just hit me kind of hard. I was like, damn. I don't, I think they should just let it be. Right. Like, just let it be. Um, like, that, even the remake, like, I don't, that shit don't even exist in my dimension. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Um, none of the, like, okay, so let me say this. I don't, I hate the newer horror movies. I have a very big appreciation and like respect for um the old ones i grew up on them you know what i'm saying even though outside of the very first uh jason movie (laughs) all the rest of them shits i don't know the difference between none of them like i couldn't turn on one and be like oh this is the second third or like the only one that i can differentiate is the first one but um, I think horror movies kind of went downhill for me after Jeepers Creepers. And then, like, when it got to a point where, no, I'm going to tell you what ruined it for me. Blair Witch Project. They did. I'm going to tell you the reason why. Not because, okay. So, do you remember all of the promotion that they did for Blair Witch Project. You know, it was promoted as a documentary, right? Yes. That supposedly took place in some fucking county in Maryland. And they even did, like, this documentary that showed the history of it and the background behind it. Like, they portrayed this shit as it was really like this found footage thing, right? First of its kind, whatever the case may be, me and my mother was in it, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then we went to the movies to go see. And I'm listening to it, and I'm listening to the story and all this other shit like that. And everything was cool until we got to the end. Do you remember the end of that movie? Do you remember the plot of this fucking movie? Yes. Okay. For those who may not remember the plot of this fucking movie, 
the background of the Blair Witch Project, the Blair Witch is she was this old woman who kidnapped kids um, and would take them in their cell, in her cellar, make one stand at the wall while she killed the other. Okay. So there was this period of time where people, kids was coming up missing, whatever the case be. I don't remember what happened to her, but, you know, clearly she died and haunted this, these woods. And these group of young adults decided to spend the night in the woods and record their experience because of all of the paranormal shit that would happen, right? And it goes through, you know, all of the creepy bumps in the night and all of that other shit like that. And it's really, like, well done. It's, it's cool. But then you get to the point where it's the last two. The girl with the snotty-ass nose and her friend. <laughs> and they get to the damn house. And she's walking through the house and she walks downstairs. And her friend is staring at the wall. And the next thing you know, you hear a thump and the camera drops. Now, not at any given time did they make it seem like the witch used magic to force these kids to stand and look at the wall. They did it out of fear. So why did your big grown ass decide that you wanted to go into a basement that you knew was supposedly, quote unquote, haunted and stare at the wall? Why would you go down in the basement in the first place? And in that moment, I knew that the entire thing was a disappointing ass lie. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you. <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> like, so mad because I just thought that was the dumbest shit. Like, why are you standing at the wall? And why are you yelling at him, telling him to turn around? Like, did we forget? <laughs> why we're here in the first place it just it was so disappointing that in the village even though in hindsight i do like that movie now but when i first saw it i hated it <laughs> so i don't do <laughs> these new horror movies anymore and now i have to kind of suffer through them because at any given moment he'll pop up and see something like can we watch this and I can't tell him no <laughs> so yeah I'm back into the horror genre even though I did like the new Candyman the newer Candyman but yeah I like <sighs> when they do the interesting takes um, yeah I I fucks with to to a certain number, the paranormal movies with the they try to make it seem like they found some unreleased home videos and they try to film it in the grainy kind of. I got wrapped up in that shit post Blair Witch, and I was just like, you know, I fucks with it. But it went once it got to like four and five, I was just like, yeah, I'm head out. Same thing with Final Destination. I was like, once y'all started going on the roller coaster, I'm like, I'm out. Like, Final Destination was my shit. <laughs> like, yeah, I I really enjoyed Final Destination. I think I got into I like the weird, like 
You ever seen VHS? Yes. That's okay, so I like VHS. <laughs> VHS was very interesting. Um, but so, yeah. So this has been the usual <laughs> suspect. I'm Mr. Fox. An abstract Sagittarius. And we will catch you guys later. Bye. Peace this has been another great episode of The Usual Suspects. Be sure to follow and subscribe to The Usual Suspects, The I Refuse Podcast, and The I Refuse Podcast After Dark. We're also on Twitter at I Refuse Podcast. Here are The Usual Suspects. Stay tuned as the season develops as we tend to play the devil's advocate and we tend to play the usual suspects.